This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. Where right now you're going to find whole chickens, local whole chickens, uh, on sale. You can save quite a bit on both Ranger Chicken and Organic Roxy Chicken. I used to work at the Roxy Theater. That was that was some tasty stuff. This hmm. would be too. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's probably no connection between the two other than the deliciousness, maybe. Ex- exactly. Yeah, be sure to take advantage of other great deals going on at your local Zupans. The wild Mexican shrimp is on sale. You can save up to $8 a pound on this. And Chris, I need to I need to mention this. Uh, we, you and I are both big fans of the grab and go meals that you can get at your local Zupans. Mm-hmm. I got their I got their white cheese mac and cheese the other day for the family dinner and i'm i i admittedly i'm not a huge mac and cheese guy but i loved it i was going back to it nonstop. i had it for seconds and then i had it for uh, lunch the next day so good and they make it so easy for you you can order uh from the deli itself or oftentimes they just have the literally the containers you just grab and go and you're ready you're ready to eat well, it's one of my favorite things when I don't know what I want. Just go to the grab and go section and also to their, um, you know, to their section where they have prepared food. So you don't have to do anything but heat up dinner and uh, and serve it. That's always a treat. And everything is delicious and excellent that they make there under the auspices of Chef John. That's right. And uh, another thing you need to make sure you do is sign up for the news feed on their website, zoopans.com. You'll get uh, kind of the heads up on things going on at your local Zoopans. And I should point this out. I'm now seeing a dessert that I need to try, which is the killer brownie orange and passion fruit brownies uh, that you can pick up at your local Zoopans. So there's something new I need to try. Yeah, there always is something new, and those sound really good, too. Thanks for mentioning that, Court. And also, you know what would go well with that is some Umbria coffee, which is, uh, you'll save $3 a bag right now. So um, that's a great place to get it. Pair that, pair those brownies with some coffee and uh, enjoy your, whenever you're going to have them, morning or evening. Three locations to serve you, West Burnside, McAdam, and Lake Oswego, and details always where? Zoopans.com. All right, here it is. Time once again, it is Portland's Food Scene Podcast. It is right at the fork with your host, Chris Angelus from Portland Food Adventures. I'm co-host, Court Johnson. Hello, Court. Hello. Uh, making uh, Broadcasting to you today from my uh, 17-year-old daughter's bedroom. Oh, how's that going? What kind of posters do you have around there? Oh, uh, she's got she's got a kind of a mixture of some of the bands she loves, some of the of the bands that I, I had posters of that she took stole that she stole from me and has put up on the walls, and then just it's a it's a smorgasbord of just crazy stuff. To be can honest, can you would you mention a few of the bands and let's find out if I know them? Oh, of her bands, uh, Jenny Lewis. Nope. Uh, uh, how about well, this? Might be easy. Harry Styles. I've heard the name. But yeah. no, I mean, like, that's a good name for a, for a hair salon, by the yeah. way. Inhaler? Nope. Nope. Yeah. And then, of course, she stole my uh, U2 posters. I was a big U2 guy back in the day, so she's got a bunch of U2 up Let's go with those. Let's see yeah. how far back I can go. There we go. Well, that's that's pretty much it. That's that's the extent of Oh, of my, I thought there were posters. actual bands on the U2 posters. No, they're just, it's, just you, it's, just, it's just U2. Oh, so. I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad to say, but yeah. 
It's in, it's incredible when you get a little bit older, and that's what I am now. Mm-hmm. How uh, you know you don't even know who the bands are. I don't even know a lot of the baseball players. I follow baseball. It's tough. Yeah. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's a memory thing. I just think it's a an attention span thing. There's a, there are a right. lot of places to put one's attention now, and um, and there are a lot of things. Think about it, man. We, you know, back in the day, we had to actually buy albums or CDs, and that's what we heard. There was also the radio, yes, but I mean, the options now are crazy. I can go on a Spotify and see what's Court listening to and mm-hmm. grab your playlist. Yeah, it, it is one of the strangest things because I, I I remember you know if if you wanted to find the rare and obscure you had to go down down to the local music store the record store and and find the import section to find rare stuff and now it's you know like you pointed out it's either on Spotify Apple Music or for you know just weird stuff YouTube would have it and so there you you can find anything if you have a question about anything if you want to hear anything it's there. I need a way to prompt my brain when I want to listen to something new. I mean, I sometimes I listen to the same playlist over and over. And like, for instance, this morning, I don't remember how I got to it, but I think, oh, I know how I got to it. I just put in Motown. I used to have an old Motown CD that I loved and I, did, I started to look for it, but then there's so many Motown playlists. I put that in and then somehow I got to Grace Jones and I just started playing some, some of her albums and I thought, I wish over the past year I had listened to this more. So now I downloaded it to my Spotify so I would have it on a long plane ride to Europe coming up. But I wish there was a way to, you know, just do searches that are a little easier and satisfy immediately as opposed to constantly finding something and going, nah, this isn't what I want to listen to right now. But at any rate... Maybe you can help me with that. You're the you're the you know, the guy in the industry. Well, it's the it's the challenge of of medium because every sort of platform has kind of their own version of that. Like I'm, I'm I, I use Apple for quite a bit of things, so I use Apple Music, and there's they call it Quartz Radio Station, and it just plays music that I either have requested myself that I've sought out or stuff similar to it. Um, and that seems to work pretty well, but I, I don't know. I yeah, mean, but I, with that, you hear the same stuff over and over. Not That's, necessarily. Not 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 the not the way this works. Is it'll it it shuffles quite a bit. I I have rarely heard the the same same things, and I'm, then I'm exposed to something new and similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that, but I mean. It it depends on the, your your daily mood. I mean, some days you might think, "I'm like, oh, I want to hear something new," and then you start hearing the new stuff, and then you're just like, "Wait a minute, I I don't like any of this." Yeah, no, I'm. It is nice to hear new things and be exposed to, and I love that. But you know what, Court, we're providing an excellent segue for our guest today, Gary Okazaki, because. He, he, you know, it's not music we're talking about, but it's food. And he's here to talk about all the places he's been enjoying and what's going on and what's new. And listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to humbly admit, I'm not in Portland as much as I used to be, and I'm not eating at a lot of the new places. So we have to rely on Gary and other folks to tell us what's going on. And, um, you know, I asked Gary 
if you follow Gary the Foodie, it's at Gary the Foodie on Instagram. If you follow him, you will see that he is an ambassador for Gregory Gorday's Con mm-hmm. and Peter Cho's restaurants. And also, uh, we talk about Notoguro and Ryan and Elena Roadhouse. So, um, yeah, I ask him about what his relationship is with them and why he. Why, he's like a, he's like the best PR firm on earth because yeah. it comes it it comes with conviction and it doesn't sound well it does sound a little salesy but you want to listen to Gary you know it's not coming it's from, sincere it's, it's sincere well it's it is sincere but he's got his favorites too but the thing is Gary doesn't always play he, he's he does have his favorites but he's got a lot of favorites so he's got some other restaurants that we talk about um here that i haven't been to of course it's not all about me but i'm sure others haven't been to and we talk about the new guard in portland because of course and i neglected to mention andy ricker being gone but we no longer have andy ricker we no longer have vitaly paley we no longer have john gorham we no longer have david machado and the list goes on oh jose chesa Mm -hmm. is gone with his he had two or three restaurants along the way um so we no longer have those guys, and, and I thought of, of the new guard, which of course would be Gregory and Earl Ninsom, and uh, I can't remember the third right now, That oh, Peter, and he came up with a fourth, which was cool because, uh, you know, we need some help coming up with it, but there, um, but uh, Gary talks about some pop-ups, a uh, food cart that he loves, and uh, what's going on, and even how to get, a, how to get into con. Because it's not easy. And uh, Khan, anybody listening may know that's Gregory Gorday's new restaurant that just opened, I guess, about a month ago. And uh, if you follow Gary the Foodie, you can find out exactly when tickets or yeah i guess they're tickets reservations go reservations. up for a particular month and uh, as gary said the two tops and four tops go within five minutes but he does give us a little hint on um how to get in and be a little later not be there for the first minute and click refresh 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 so uh it's we haven't had gary we i think we had him about six months ago and it's always a pleasure to have Gary Okazaki at the end. If anybody is interested in baseball talk, because Gary's an Atlanta Braves fan, I'm a New York Mets fan. We're having good seasons, and we're coming head to head right now. And we kind of made a uh, we have decided to make a wager. We haven't decided what that is, but at the end, if you're interested in baseball, we'll talk a little bit about that too. So, um, so as I said, it's always great to have Gary here and. Uh, and I think you'll enjoy this. And if you're looking for new ideas of places to go, Gary's the man right here on the podcast. And don't forget to share the podcast and rate it and make comments because that's how we reach more people. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. Unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest bounty in Portland. West Burnside, McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years. Zupans Markets. Ringside Steakhouse. For over 78 years now, Ringside has 
has been providing the best in steaks and has been the home for the beacon of great hospitality in Portland. Now featuring dining in their updated dining room and al fresco in one of the nicest outdoor dining spaces in the city. Make a reservation today at ringsidesteakhouse.com and while you're there, sign up for their mailing list to be the first to find out about the exciting specials and events going on at Portland's beloved Hallmark restaurant, Ringside Steakhouse. And by Portland Food Adventures, featuring the best chef-centric experiences in Portland since 2010. Go to portlandfoodadventures.com to see about the exciting trips our host Chris Angeles leads to places you have dreamed of going, like Western Sicily this September. It's time to stretch your international wings and expand your culinary horizons. Let Portland Food Adventures do all the planning to the best dining and culture all over Europe and elsewhere with Portlanders you'll get to know and enjoy. portlandfoodadventures.com Uh, hello, Gary. How are you doing, man? Good. Good. I think I'm, I'm kind of, it's hot. It's been a hot summer. Yeah, well, and you cut your hair accordingly. It's not all over the place. Yeah, I, 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 yeah every, every four months now, I'll, I'll cut all my hair off. Oh, you just shave twice. it and then, or cut it all off and then wait for it to grow back? Yes. Uh-huh. Very nice. Well, I kind of like that mad professor look. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you don't look like a mad professor now but it doesn't matter this is a podcast no one's seeing you they're just listening so um so last time i wrote you which was about a month ago you said i'll have more to talk about after what was it august 2nd or something like that and i have a lot to talk about i've been going out a lot i see that i see yeah. that you are the you are like the ambassador for con now what is that what are you are you an unofficial just ambassador are you what that's what is a very that good question yeah because um yeah i i love gt i've known him for years and you know we hang that, out that's I, gregory I, I, by the way that's gregory gorday for the uninitiated I thought everyone would, everyone at this point would know who Gigi is just by the name Gigi. Because when I hang out with him, everyone knows who he is. I mean, it's just crazy. Well, yeah, that's because you're with them at the time. But there are people listening here who are from, like, Pakistan. I don't believe that. They still know who he is. Okay. <laughs> Only be because of you. Well, and, and maybe Top Chef. That does it, too. It's, I've, I've never seen anything like the opening of Khan in Portland, Oregon. It's been a revelation i knew it would be crazy but not this to this extent yeah i mean the, eating there there's just, just a sense of vibrancy in the atmosphere the food is great but, but I, I mean the only thing I, I was just thinking last night what can i compare it to and the one that came to my mind and i don't know how many of your listeners would know of this place in los angeles called bestia and Bestia, even to this day, I, w I was just at uh, the restaurant next door last year, and Bestia was still just uh, brimming with people outside. They probably do four to five hundred covers most nights. It was it, Bestia's just, and then cons, you know, it has a similar vein. Every night they're packed, and people are happy, and it's loud and crazy inside. So yeah. But we've seen that in in Portland restaurants before. But this is this you're is describing something level. different. This is totally next level. I mean, I I've not seen anything close to con. 
It's, All right. So, so you know the only reason I'm having you on today is because I want you to help me get a reservation there. <laughs> I can give, give helpful hints, too. I mean... Yeah, well, I'm hoping that Gregory's listening and he's saying, okay, well, this was a pretty good promotion for Khan. Let's find Chris a reservation. I'm just kind of kidding, but I'm not really because I'd like to get in, although I have limited time before I go away. So, Well, here's the first thing is that reservation... I don't know when this will air, but... Uh, September 2nd is when the next uh, reservation release will be for the month of October at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. What is the and second? Today's the 30th. Hold on. Let me pull up my Friday. calendar. Oh, yeah. Well, that's today. So what time is it that it's going to be? Uh, September 2nd, Friday at noon. All right. Pacific well, Standard then time. get on it for those people who are subscribing and got this pushed to them and they're actually listening. But if you don't get it by noon, you're not going to get in, like, by 12.15. Well, I was at the reservation release at Con for the last month, and I, I was able to see the front end and the back end. And, and the, the two tops went in five minutes. The, the four tops went in ten minutes. There are six tops, and they went in 41 minutes. So that's the helpful hit number one. It, it, you have a better chance of getting in if you can reserve a six top. Just get find you know five other friends and say, can we? Can you go on these specific dates, potential dates? And you think I have five friends? I don't have any. I don't have five friends. So that's <laughs> why I, I can't do that. Um, that's helpful hit number one. Helpful hit number two, which I tried on last Friday, is I actually walked up at three thirty on a Friday. And they open at four, and on the resi side it says limited walk-ins. So I thought, oh, just walk in. I didn't text Gigi. I didn't text text anyone. So right. I just walked in at three thirty, and uh, I there was no one else waiting in line. And they opened the door at four and said, oh hi Gary. I said, do you have a table? And there was a ch very good chance that I was not going to get seated. I assumed I I was not going to get seated because there other, I had secondary places I was going to go to on Friday. Like Scotch Lodge, that was my my first choice if Con didn't work out. But luckily, I was able to get a spot at Con at 4 p.m. That's helpful hint number two. Helpful hint number three is just come at the end of the night and see if you can get a seat. Like at 930, don't, I mean, don't go there at 930 and say, Gary said I could get in. No, no, no. <laughs> no, everybody should say that. That's the helpful hint. Just Whenever you go, just say, Gary said I could get in. <laughs> Like and six six o'clock on a Friday, Gary said I could get in. Oh yeah, yeah, it's this, you know, yeah. Good luck to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, it's it's uh, the food has been a revelation for me because I I I have not really eaten Haitian food other than Gregory's pop ups at the Yurt Winter Village or his pop up, you know, two summers ago. How so, how is it compared? Because I did go to the pop up at uh, Mama Bird. How how does it compare to that? Is it has he evolved it? Is it he's, similar? He, he's evolved it. He, um, I, I could tell the listeners what some of my favorite dishes are, and then you can, you can remember what you had that summer to see if it was any similarities <laughs> between you know what I love at the current con menu, and um, yeah, there's like a, a plantain brioche with epis butter. Oh, yeah. Once again, everything's vegan and dairy-free at Con, just so the listeners know. And, uh, yeah, trying to do a brioche and being vegan, 
that's kind of a challenge, and it's delicious. It's like a bathe in that Epis butter. What butter is food. Epis? I don't know. It's, it's some it's some spice, some spice. Okay. Asian spice. Uh, butterfish with watermelon ice. Okra, which is a toro root fritter. That was great. Peanut cream collard greens. Glazed duck. He did, he, you know, at departure, he did a Peking duck in December. Oh, well, on the menu at Khan is a glazed duck, which... I thought you said it was vegan. Well, that has nothing to do with... That's... It's not vegetarian. I mean, it's 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 vegan. I mean, you can eat. Can you eat meat if you're vegan? No. No, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's dairy and gluten free. I'm sorry. Okay, right. good. It's, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I think thank Gregory will be, Gregory will be very happy that we cleared that up. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you, Chris. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's dairy and gluten free. Okay, good. Thank you. Well, it, you know what? And it, I'll tell you what. Increasingly, I as someone who's not gluten free is. I'm increasingly open to experience great gluten-free food because in the past, I've, for me, it's never been a great experience. But when Gregory is doing it and everybody's loving it, then you pretty much know you've got to try it to expand your horizons. But it's hard. I mean, I, I'm not gluten or dairy-free. I mean, but and so it's, it's a challenge. It's like having one, one arm tied behind your back. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised how how flavorful the food is. I would imagine if he didn't think he could pull it off, he would have a long time ago said, "Well, I'll just have some dishes and uh, go from there." So no, I'm uh, I'm confident that if anybody can make everything delicious that's gluten free and dairy free, then uh, it would be Gregory. Yeah, and there's also a smoked beef rib. That's a it's a it's the most expensive thing on the menu <laughs> by far. And it's it's really expensive. I get it, but if you just had that one dish, just that one dish, two people could not finish that dish. I don't uh, think that sounds good. Now I'm just concerned for the people who've tuned out right after you said it's uh, vegan, and they left the podcast, oh, and then right. maybe they're going to go there and they're going to see the smoked rib on the menu and think. Oh, what sorry. The f- Wait, there's a lot of stuff that that's, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of dishes that are just. Uh, uh, vegetarian too. So we'll we'll cover it in the intro so that we people will know. Red cabbage, cauliflower. There are dishes enough for a vegetarian to eat. All right. Okay. Yeah. So there's your there's the con promo. But you didn't explain what your real role is. Is it a, just as a an enthusiastic I'm a friend. friend? Yes. I'm a friend. Okay, but you're a really good friend. Why can't you be as good a friend to this podcast and talk about it all the time on your Instagram and Whenever what's going on? Whenever I'm on this, I always, I, unlike some of your guests, I, I'm always promoting. Well, I, I know, but we and, we could use promotion when you're not on, too. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I guess, I guess I'm not just as good a friend as Gregory. <laughs> and I don't feed you. So there you go. I think that explains Oh, that's the other it. thing. Yeah, you don't feed me. <laughs> But yeah, uh, good luck to all those people who want to get in. You'll you'll eventually get in because it's just a matter of time. And um, I'm happy for Gigi. I'm happy for the city of Portland. I'm happy for the diners who get to experience con. You know, it was interesting because um, I was just talking to my buddy Jose Chesa yesterday, uh-huh. and he's asking me what's going on there. Who's who? Are, what you know? And of course, I told him Khan was going on, and I told him, I don't know. You know, everything's changed a lot. To some of the people that we were very used to as 
the foundations of our food world, like Vitaly Paley and uh, you know David Machado, who had a lot to do with a lot of things, and of course John Gorham, they're all gone. And so I, the best I could do, and I, I'm curious to see what you would say to this. I said I think that the new kings here are Gregory. Now, now I don't mean to insult everybody, but right. but in terms of what the buzz is about, and Earl Ninsen, right. I think that is where the buzz is right now. That does not mean there aren't a lot of great restaurants like Coquine and Higgins and a ton of others I'm not mentioning. But would you say that you know if the changing of the guard would be you would you would say that those two, and I would say Peter Cho, also your buddy Peter. That's the third um, one. You're missing one more. What's who am I missing? Thomas Pisha Duffley and Mariah Pisha Duffley and Mariah Duffley Pisha Duffley. They own Gado Gado and Oma's Hideaway. Okay, there you go. Thank you for clearing that up for me. And I haven't been to either of those places, so um, it's because you haven't invited me. Uh, yeah, I, I went. Well, Karen Brooks <laughs> took me for a birthday recently, so a oh, nice. Birthday. She didn't. She, anyway, I'm just having fun with this. <laughs> so, um, well, good. I'm glad you had a good time and by the way happy belated birthday i don't know i think i might have wished you a happy birthday oh um, yeah that was it was in march and it was kind of the last time oh I oh that was before was mine march. that was before yeah. mine oh shit that's right oh yeah, yeah yeah we already discussed this sorry and and unfortunately we've seen just yesterday we saw two closures um sarah schaefer yeah closed cooperativa and yaya also closed, but and Sarah's been around for years with Irving Street Kitchen, and I really enjoyed Cooperativa. Really good pizza, solid pasta. I was I was actually surprised that it closed, and maybe this I'm, is just the start. I don't. Know. I think I think something new will be coming from from them, from Anna and um, Sarah at some point. Uh, I'm not surprised that it cl was closed because we were talking about doing a trip to Italy with them and they actually said we've got to focus on our restaurant and get that shored up before we focus on you know some something across the pond so um so no I'm it's sad but I mean they opened at the worst possible time and tried to get footing so uh, it was tough. Beautiful spot, and I know it must have been heartbreaking. It's got to be heartbreaking for all these people to uh, make the decision to close their restaurant after they put so much. You put a lot into a restaurant when you open it and keep it open and try to staff it through all this mess. Uh, it's got to be rough. Well, I mean, I don't know if this really is a start of, unfortunately, a, a, a number of closures because... You know, the Federal Reserve is lifting interest rates basically for the first time since 2008, and they're going to a level which could be incredibly restrictive for our economy. I mean, we've never, we haven't seen this in, like I said, in like 14 years. So I don't know what will happen in the food industry because the Federal Reserve just wants to see a slowdown in the economy. And I'm surprised that restaurants are closing right now because just walking around is, and looking at how restaurants are doing, most of them are packed right now. In the summer, right? And and uh, people just like going out now. So hope, I hope that we don't see a bloodletting in, in the next year or so. But, you know, we'll see. Yesterday well, was good. 
you know, it could be a slow bleed too that you just hear about one, you know, a yep. one here and one there, and um, but it's different than it used to be in Portland where you you heard about five openings a week, right. right? So that's not happening. So, um, but you know, I go back to, and I think you and I discussed this, and I remember the first conversation. Long ago, I had sitting at Metrovino with Greg, Greg Denton and um, Anthony Cafiero, and both of them said, we don't have enough customers to sustain what we have. That's that long ago. Right. And so now it's kind of, you know, I know the population of Portland has grown a little, but maybe it hasn't because a lot of people are moving out as well. <laughs> yeah, so, you're right. So um, I don't know, but I think, you know, maybe it's a... The, it's go, the city will find an equilibrium. Um, it's there's no shortage of places to go. You know that right. still. Yeah. You you yeah. must have brain freeze when you're thinking of where I want to go, and uh, there's so many opportunities. You can't possibly you can't possibly hit all of them. But you manage. <laughs> well, there's another really high profile opening that is somewhat under the radar only because it's in McMinnville, and that's Okta. Right. Return of the Prodigal Son, Matthew Leitner, who was the chef at Castagna for about a year and a half, left. Is that, is that all? What? Yeah. Is that all? Much, One, yeah. A year and a half? Oh, God, I would. If you would have asked me, I would have said five years. Oh, God, no. No, no. It was about a year yeah. and a half. He came from um, Andoni's two Michelin starred gastronomic temple called Mugaritz in San Sebastian. And um, after Matt left, Castani, he opened a New York re uh, City restaurant called Atera, where mm -hmm. he attained two Michelin stars within, I think, a year or two. And uh, he left the, he left there to go to the Bay Area, but then returned to Portland after Nine Bar closed. And I went to Okta with two dear friends, and uh, two weeks after it opened. So it's it's a it's a it's a nice looking dining room. It's in McMinnville. It was totally booked on a totally packed on a Wednesday night. And uh, the food, the, again, he's trying to, he, his ceiling is so high. He wants to be one of the best restaurants in America. You know, if, if Michelin came here, he would like to get, of course, he'd like to get three Michelin stars. Um, obviously, since he did two Michelin stars before, I'm sure he would like two Michelin stars if Michelin ever came to the Pacific Northwest. And it was a good start uh, to his uh culinary time back in Oregon and there were some good dishes and some dishes that needed some work um, but the the biggest surprise is my uh, a dear friend of mine is back on the scene Ron Arciato do you know Ron no bar Musole. yeah he's the, the wine guy there and just one of the nicest human beings in the world so if you go to Okta get the wine pairing you'll love Ron so what is what does that run there at Oakdale? What's the because uh, well, you know things have changed in terms of menus and, and pricing now. So I'm always curious to see where we're going with it. The exact price, as I remember it, is on Wednesday and Thursday. There's a five to seven course option at one fifty five. Okay. And for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday lunch, it was two fifty five for twelve to. 15 courses versus five to seven courses earlier in the week. All right. I wonder how that's going to do in the winter. I don't think people that's are as prone great. to go to McMinnville in the winter. That, 
that's what I told Matt when I saw him earlier in the year at a at a party. I said, you know, what are you gonna do during the winter? I mean, again, I he'll he'll you know we'll have to see. Maybe it'll be such a destination that people will just journey from Los Angeles, New York, Spain, Paris. I don't know to go eat there or Portland or Portland. Or Sa- yeah. Portland or Salem. It's a quick shot from Salem, too. Salem's happening, starting to happen a little bit now, too. We have to get you down there. If you can get you to McMinnville, we can get you to Salem. You've been to Epilogue, right? They followed me on Instagram recently. You like yeah, that I've place? Been, I've been to Epilogue. I thought it was good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I've also been to Cozy Taberna down there, which is... A place that John John Gorham has his hand in. And uh, it's like, you know what? Here's the deal. I know, I don't think you were a big Toro Bravo fan. I was. You can make it, it's like making a reservation. You can make a reservation at Toro Bravo now and go and eat and sit for two people at Cozy Taberna. It's similar, similar menu. And you can do that at RBC in Bend as well, as as you may know. This place is in Bend or this place, John's place is in Bend, right? He's, or, his place you know. is in Bend, but he's got a hand in Cozy Taberna in Salem. Oh, really? So he consulted with them, and the, basically, when you look at the menu and sit down, I said to Renee, this is basically Toro Bravo's menu. So I think what happened is he was consulting, and at some point, they just he was probably consulting on a dish or two, yeah. and said, why don't you just take the menu? It's... Go ahead. So it's similar. And the same thing in RBC, although that's got a little more of a, it's got a little more of a steakhouse bent to it down there. Um, and of course, you know, Garrett Peck is down there too. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty I cool. I, I went down there with my friend Craig and, uh, and my girlfriend and his wife. Um, wait a minute. I don't know how I exactly, don't follow that chronologically. So my girlfriend, my friend and his wife, and uh, it was it was wonderful. But anyway, um, I just mentioned that uh, if you can get to McMinnville, now I feel like we can get you anywhere. I've never been able to get you to the coast, but there there isn't a lot of that. dining out here that's going to drive you out here. But wouldn't a bologna sandwich in my kitchen uh, work? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have some other openings and reopenings that I've loved. Uh, yes, Cafe Ali in the old Net Blood space. Uh, they they do uh, some of the best pastries I've had since Trifecta Bakery unfortunately closed. Mm. Uh, yeah, so it, I had a savory uh, pastry there last week with tomatoes and cheese. It was absolutely magnificent. One of the best pastries I've had in the during the pandemic. Are it, they still uh, just operating out of the oven the way Ned Ludd was? Uh, yeah, they're doing a lot of wood fire. They have pizza, so they're doing pizza out of the wood fired oven. Okay, which is fantastic. But they have you know other things that they're doing not in the oven. Uh, salads. The salads there are are really good. Uh, like I said, pizza. I've heard the, I I didn't have it, or I haven't had it yet. But I've heard the bread is amongst the bad best in Portland right now. It's from uh, Daniel Green. So. Who used to work for Dacio Matos in the world famous Estella in New York City? Oh, nice. Does that mean that you can pick up a loaf of bread, or is that just the bread that you get with dinner? That's a very good question. I, I think you can pick up a loaf of bread, um, okay. but I'm not 100 percent sure since I, I, I haven't tried it yet. I just go in 
either get the pizza so far or the pastry or, you know, I'll get. Oh, yeah. The best breakfast sandwich I've had in Portland. A sausage breakfast sandwich. God, I loved it. I went for breakfast. Oh, man. It's even better than a sausage biscuit at McDonald's? I really do love the sausage biscuit (laughs) at McDonald's. So do I. So did my dad, and I found out others. Whenever I mention it, I'm finding out more and more people are into that. So, um, But no, that sounds great. And I will say, sure, go in to Cafe Ali and and mention that Gary said you could get a loaf of bread here. I'm sure that will make him very happy. It'll sell out in like 10 years. Well, it'll either make them really happy that you did it or it'll bum them out because they're not offering loaves of bread. So, <laughs> And I, I need to go see for myself what the deal is. So I'm telling listeners to do something that I have not done yet. So sorry. Right. Well, that's good. It should be an adventure anyway, right? They shouldn't yeah. be armed with all the knowledge. Right. Uh, another place that reopened after a two-year absence is Abyssinian Kitchen. They actually relocated from Southeast Portland to the old, um, to a space on 30th and Northeast Alberta, just a half a block away from your beloved Ordinetta. Mm-hmm. And so it's Ethiopian. Is that the place on the corner? Yes. It's, exactly. It used to be a taco place that Matt Fields owned, and I can't remember, unfortunately, what the name of that taco place is. I'm sorry, Matt. Um, yeah. And uh, so... Abyssinian took it over, and Chef Elsa Walday, who's also the co-owner, is back in the kitchen doing fantastic Ethiopian Eritrean food, mm-hmm. like the awaze kibs, you know, tender chunks of beef in awaze sauce, and dorawat, which I love, which is a uh, skewed chicken, skewed chicken in uh, berbere sauce. So yeah, go to Abyssinian Kitchen. I went a couple of times in like one week. After they reopen. So listen, as an advertising guy, I would say this with uh, regarding Ethiopian food. I would go out there and say, if you love Ethiopian coffee, you're going to love Abyssinian Kitchen because it's got the same roots, right? Because yeah. I love Ethiopian coffee. So that would be a sell point to me to go try that because just the name itself, unless I know where the food is derived from, where it's derived, uh, probably less prone to go. But I am now, and plus. My problem is when I'm in that zone, I'm going to be walking into Urdaneta, so I have to find a way to get outside of that. Yeah, you can do a you can do a uh, two dinners in the same night. Go to Urdaneta, say hi to JL and Javier. And <laughs> I am less able to do that now than I was a few years ago, but I appreciate it. And I, you know, I can still. I'm kind of famous for going, taking friends to Bollywood Kitchen, and then trying to get them to go down to. Uh, 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 reel them in for oh, fried chicken. Yeah. They couldn't believe I wanted to do that right after we had 93 plates at Bollywood. So I can do it, but I haven't done it in a while. But that's a good suggestion. Thank you, Gary. Uh, another place I've gone to quite a bit. I believe I talked about it in March, but I've gone even more. Uh, I've gone like four, four, four or five more times since my March podcast, and that's to Kibi in the Snow Peak location in Northwest uh, Portland. I love, God, I love that cocktail program from Jim Meehan and Lydia McLuhan. It's just my favorite cocktail program in the city and among, probably one of the best on the West Coast. So when you go to Tahibi, uh go in and have, don't have too many drinks. 
if you don't think you can drive and get behind the wheel, that's, you know, maybe you can well, Uber that's your Uber That's it. your advantage, man. You're not doing that. Yeah, so. I don't have to worry about that. Uber lifted if you go to Takibi to, to have to have Lydia and Jim's cocktails. But Cody Auger's food, who's from Nim- Nimblefish, has also been consistently uh, fantastic. So, yeah, get some get some chicken karage. Get, get some of the seafood there, like the mackerel or the black cod or the salmon. And have a good time. Party out. Have, and drink some cocktails. You know, there may be some people who may not have been to Nimblefish, but may, over the years, have gone to Hokusai. Uh, yeah. Where was that? On uh, Belmont? Belmont. Was Belmont, it Belmont? Yes. Belmont. I think, I think it was. But at any rate, that's where I first met Cody, and uh, he is extremely talented. So, yes, I've got to get over there. Almost all of these that you're talking about, I feel like, all right, I'm, I need to make a list and just, uh, starting in October, do something every week in Portland. What what was the last Portland restaurant you went to? Oh man, it's probably like very recently, and I can't think. Uh, I was just there the other day. Oh, you won't even. You'll laugh. What? If I really have to give you, if I have to give you the real answer, I was on my way back from dropping a friend at the airport last yeah. week, yeah. and I wanted something to take back to the coast, so. I did a little stop at Popeye's Fried Chicken and Annie's oh, yeah. Donuts and Annie's Donuts. Okay. So I listen. I was gonna. I was going to go to uh, Rick's new Greek restaurant, Bluto's, uh, but I was in. I just didn't have the time to drive there and wait. I just, you know, uh, Popeye's Fried Chicken was more to my liking in terms of getting on the road on Friday. So that's why I did it. But. Yeah, and before that, it was ringside. So that okay. that answers your questions. How was Popeyes? Oh, it's you know, it's way better when you eat it there. So right. I'm finding that Popeyes is best. So if you bring it out on a Friday night and then eat it four hours later, so you have that, you have that uh, kind of you're lost in between. You, it's not heat. It's not hot. It's not cold. And so I heated it up, and I have to say it was a lot better just putting it in the refrigerator and pulling it out the next day and having it cold. Okay, I'm more. Are of you a, a pop? Are you a Popeyes I'm, guy? I'm a Kentucky Fried Chicken person. Oh, that's right. We've had this discussion. Right. I know okay. both people were probably more Popeyes fans. I like that. You know what? I like the Popeyes sides. I like the chicken at Kentucky Fried Chicken. I prefer it over Popeyes. <laughs> Do you like right? Do you like the original recipe or the crispy? I like the original recipe. It's very nostalgic. Okay, it can get kind of greasy at times, and I don't know if you've noticed, but man, is it expensive now? Is it more expensive than Popeyes? I think so. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a KFC up here in Seaside, and I've stopped. And uh, the, the when the guy took my order at the window, I think I don't remember what it was and how much it was. I said, "Man, that's a lot." And he said, "I know, it's a real lot." And he said, "You might want to just order a couple of pieces. I can do that for you." And I think that's what I did. But at any rate, I like that. I've been thinking on my mind lately because I always mix them up when I'm starting to talk about fried chicken and start with a P. Did you have you ever been to Pioneer in California? No. Oh, it's, you know, it's a pretty well-known thing. I don't even know if they're still around. I don't hear about them. But that that was years ago. It's a really kind of dark, crispy coating. It's huh. really good. Not so, spicy? 
Well, That's not spicy. then. I mean, in the eight, in the seventies and eighties, they weren't doing. No one was doing spicy food. Unless I don't think Nash- unless you were in Nashville, probably. I don't know when Nashville hot chicken started. Right, probably- if you were in Nashville, but nobody in Los Angeles. Yeah, I doubt not, it. Yeah. You know, not even Nobu was doing anything really spicy at Matsuhisa at that point right. in time. I think. I, oh, I, I've got another. I had never heard of this restaurant until two weeks ago. You, do you remember the old Wong's King Space off of 82nd in the J. Yeah, in Portland. Mm-hmm. Did you ever yeah. go there for? Did you ever go there to eat in Wong's? King? I had dim sum there. Right, you know, and they closed. And right I, during I the just, pandemic, they didn't make it. Right, and I just assumed I didn't know if anyone had taken that spot, but until like two weeks ago. Um, Justin Woodburn said, hey, Gary, I went out to dim sum recently with my friend, my girlfriend, Lynn. I said, where'd you go? He said, excellent cuisine. I said, where is that? And he said, the old Wong's King space. And so I thought, oh, my God, I, I'd never even heard of this place. And then a friend of mine uh, said, let's go out to lunch. I said, where do you want to go? And she said, let's go to excellent cuisine. She, she'd never been either. So he went there like, you know, a couple of Fridays ago. And it's it's really good dim sum. I mean, I... I know a lot of people have issues with the HK Cafe. I get it, but I, re- for whatever reason, I like HK Cafe, and it, it's in that same ballpark with HK Cafe. Excellent cuisine. It's actually kind of near HK Cafe, relatively speaking, on 87th, mm-hmm. just off of Eiseka. So excellent cuisine in the old Wong's King space. That's a that's a name you have to live up to, man. If you're going to call your know, food that, it better I damn know, well right? be excellent. It was pretty good. I don't know if I call it excellent. It was pretty good cuisine. <laughs> Maybe you can rename it. Pretty good cuisine. Or almost excellent. Super, su- super solid. Super solid cuisine. That's what there we should name it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, what else? Oh, Pop-Up. Went to Pop-Up recently. Yeah. Paradise Marisco, which is next door to Wero in like a converted garage area. So on uh, Burnside, or no, not Burnside, well, close to Burnside, but on 28th? Close close to Burnside on 28th. So one of their chefs named Adon Fausto wanted to do a pop-up, a a Mexican seafood pop-up. And so uh, Alec Barkley, I think is his last name, and Megan Sanchez, the co-owners of Wero, said, sure, use our space right next door. And so he's doing this Mexican seafood pop-up. And like I had black cod flautas like, uh, like a month ago that I really thought were delectable. And there's my favorite dish was a, a pambazzo. You know what a pambazzo is? No. It's a Mexican sandwich. And it had octopus, chorizo, and potatoes. Ooh, that sounds good. It was, it was stellar. So, yeah, it's only open a few days of the week. And he's got he's got a really interesting resume. Uh, he he was he he cooked Tim the CEO of Apple. That's Tim Cook. He cooked Tim Cook's meals at Apple. Wow! So, yeah, that's, uh... you, you hear story little stories of you know what Tim liked to eat and how much he would how much he wanted to spend or really was no limit. You can imagine if you're the CEO and chairman of Apple, you can kind of have whatever you want. But yeah, he was also sous chef of One Michelin Star Sons and Daughters in in um, San Francisco, and sous chef of One Michelin Star Michael Mina in San oh, Francisco. Those, those are some chops. Yeah, yeah. So, did you talk yeah. to him? Is he on his way to opening a brick and mortar, or is that just uh, 
What, what's he doing? Yeah, it'd be nice if he were. I did ask him that, and he didn't give me an answer. As in, we're not. Sh- he's not sure right now. He's just trying to figure out, you know, when this will end, and there will be an end to it because of the weather. It's because it's outside. He thinks probably September, October, maybe October is when uh, this pop up will probably end. And what happens after that? So what? Is, what do you do after that? And he says, not sure, but he he may go back to just being uh, chef cook at Guero until next summer. But I hope that's not the case. Maybe you can do another pop-up inside of Wero somewhere, but there's not much space there. I love Wero. I haven't been in a long time, but um, I was enamored with it when I was able to go. Great tortas, right? Mm-hmm. And Fantastic. One of the best burgers. It's like a Mexican burger. I th- I thought the same thing too. I said that's not. It's this is not. Sometimes you're just not in the mood for a burger, but that was a different experience than just ordering a burger so it was great i remember you know i've told you this i don't have a great food memory that i remember their burger at at warehouse so um and i've wanted to have them on the podcast i tried for a little bit and then Uh i don't know what happened i guess i should try again i need your suggestions and any listeners of anybody dynamic and who's doing good things out there I could use some suggestions on people to have on this podcast because then we're just ending up with Gary. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. That's the last, <laughs> that's the last See what happens when I don't have any ideas? Yeah, you no, called that's me. The, hey, you called me like yesterday or two days ago. Well, it was yesterday. Hey, can you do it? Can you do the well, podcast? You ran out of guests. You ran out of guests. Well, I was on a river last week, so I was off the grid. I wasn't, I knew I'd be able to find somebody, but I also had you in mind because you told me to contact you after whatever it was, August. So I thought, okay, Gary's my go-to. I have a couple of more podcasts to do, and then Court's going to take over for a little while. So, and um, all of this, all of these places I'm mentioning, I've been to in the last like month, month and a half. So yeah. Good. So I'm glad we, w- glad we waited. All right, Chris, let's just pause a moment here. Talk about one of our favorite places to eat, Ringside Steakhouse. You know, I just had the good fortune to be on the snake river with chef jonathan gill from ringside and uh boy that was fantastic and he served up a little bit of wagyu and some culottes and some incredible corn that's available on their menu as a side dish so that was a lot of fun you can go to uh i think portland food adventures uh, Instagram and check out a couple of the images from there. But I will say the couple of nights before we went, my friend and I went to ringside and um, I wanted him to enjoy the best steak he's ever had. Um, and we asked Chef Jonathan to suggest which one of the three options for Wagyu steak we should have. And there's a um, A4 olive-fed um, Wagyu available on their menu. It's, it's a premium price, of course, but it's worth it because it may just be the best steak you've ever had. And, and as I said, Jonathan served some Wagyu on the river, and we had quite a few people who were regular customers of Ringside who said that was, that was the best steak they've ever had. So that's my suggestion. Um, treat yourself to one of the three options on the menu for Wagyu at, at Ringside. 
Yeah, definitely one of the reasons why Ringside Steakhouse is Portland Steakhouse for over 78 years. And we should mention, you know, they've gone through some different changes over the past couple of years uh, because of the pandemic, but now open seven days a week back to the way it was. And you can get the uh, full list of uh, hours and schedule your next reservation on their website, ringsidesteakhouse.com. And, you know, we, we should be honest, Chris, in the waning days of summer, take advantage of that patio dining out there under the tent. I think we should be emphatic as, in addition to honest. And yes, get out there and enjoy that, uh, the outdoor air at ringside because uh, it's still open. You can check on their website or call when you make a reservation to see if they have tables still outside. And of course, they're serving in the bar as well. So that's a great option. Lots of options at ringside. And of course, they've gone out of their way to make sure everything is healthy and uh, air is circulating and uh, ringside it's a great choice very nice so as i mentioned reservations at ringsidesteakhouse.com or just make it through the open table app before i forget and you're talking about pop-ups would you tell me what's going on with uh, what you know is going on with ryan and elena now that they shut down their uh, their pop-up uh what I think they're still trying to figure out what they want to do in their this next This is Notoguro. These are the Notoguro folks, by the way. Right, case, yeah. For those who don't know. And they, I, uh, I know you went this past summer. I went a number of times for both brunch and dinner. And I'll be honest. I mean, if you, their food right now, if, if they were, quote, unquote, a restaurant, it would be the best restaurant in the city. Just It'd be one of the best restaurants in America. I mean... When Noto Girl was open, it was ranked as you know one of the top thirty restaurants in the North, in all of North America on this one list called Opinionated About Dining, uh, which in and of itself is controversial, but that's beside the point. But it was it's it Noto Girl was just you know truly truly one of the best restaurants in America in North America. So yeah, and that's was, coming from that coming from you. That's not someone who's just reading a list. You've been to most of the best restaurants in America. So you when you're saying that, you're saying it with conviction and it goes beyond your love of that wonderful couple. I think they're a great couple. And when I was there, their daughter was was Sasha. helping out in the kitchen yeah. too, Sasha. That was very cool to see. Well, someone recently asked me Gary, have you really been to any three Michelin star restaurant? And I actually was curious. So I went to Michelin Guide and I counted there I counted the number of three star restaurants in the world, 137. And I counted the number of ones the number one the number of the ones that I've been to. I've been to fifty six out of the one hundred and thirty seven three Michelin wow. star restaurants 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 of the world, which is forty one percent. Then I went to then I went to two Michelin star rated restaurants in the world. And there are four hundred and eighty two, give or take one or two. And I've been to hundred and one. So I've been to 21% of every two Michelin starred restaurant currently in the world. So wow. For those who- Dude, you could fund a lot of educations for that. Instead, you're God. shoving it down your, down, you know, you're selfishly eating. I'm, I, I, I've wasted a lot of money for those who think you waste money <laughs> by eating at some of the best restaurants in the world. Oh, it's what you do. And, you, and here, you're a wealth of knowledge because of it. So that's great. And... The thing I love about it is when you say some place is good, you've got some, you've you've got you know so, some credibility. You. I also go to Cheesecake Factory. I was at Cheesecake Factory two days ago. Their right. sliders, and, uh, their sliders are amongst the, the some of the best in Portland. 
the sliders and you know we've discussed in the past how you go to you love Domino's and, and McDonald's and we've already discussed KFC so and Burger you, you don't discriminate down. you don't discriminate yeah. I have a food cart that I think is one of, it's one of my favorites that I've that I've experienced this 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 year in 2022 and it's called Riva it was you were actually near it uh, when you went to Popeyes it's on 77th and Northeast Sandy Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And the owner, I don't know the owner's last name, but his first name is Roberto. Incredibly friendly. And you know who helps him out, I heard? I don't. I haven't seen this person, but apparently Jose Luis DiCasio helps out Roberto on occasion. At Perfect Cuba. gig for him when he can do it when he's surfing. not surfing and doesn't right? care. But what, what Roberto does at Riva, he makes pizza, but he folds it. He makes foldable pizza. Okay. It's Isn't all cool. pizza foldable? He makes it so, and it's kind of... But he of, puts a little ridge in it and the crust, so that that's where you fold it? Yeah, it doesn't break. It's kind of... It's foldable. And so I had a chorizo avocado um, kind of refried bean pizza that was folded up, which kind of was sort of like, obviously, me- Mexican like it's like right. a pizza. so whatever i didn't finish i brought home and had it with some mexican hot sauce too at home and it was it was it was great i loved it riva 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 okay by the way we just did you is it because you you don't know more than ryan and elena don't know what the, where they're exactly going is that why you didn't answer finish answering that question or just well, forget no i'm not answering on purpose Okay, good. Well, I'm it's glad I brought my, it up it's again. Not my pla- it's not my place to tell you what their plans are. Are you kidding me? They're going to want you to talk about it at some point. That's the, that's their marketing machine, is the Gary marketing machine. But we'll see. I understand where they, they got to make plans first. And um, I, I'm, I'm going to see them this week. and we'll, we'll, We're going to talk and see what the deal is. All right. So, so yeah. But yeah, you, you can catch my Instagram. Hopefully... You know, maybe we, you catch my Instagram for con news and maybe Ryan and Elena news, and maybe Peter Cho news. Doing- oh, Peter Cho news. Those yeah. are the three. Yeah. I, you know, I, I get a kick out of how incredibly enthusiastic and PR firms should take a cue from you on how well you do these things. And the cool thing is it comes off from you way more credibly than it would if a PR firm was writing the same thing because that's their job. They're getting paid to do that. You're not getting paid. I don't think you even no, take any free food getting, from them, right? You don't, even get fr- you don't even get free dishes. Is that true or once in a while maybe? True. I they- do get free dishes occasionally. Oh, you occasionally. Do. Okay. Occasionally, but you don't get a free meal. I have gotten, uh, I, I have gotten free meals. Free They've meals. comped you a free meal. I was watching... So, you know, I'm into watches, and I was watching uh, Emeril Lagasse and his son. What's his son's name? EJ or something like that. Yeah. And he was going over his – both of them were going over their watch collections. And they have – they served a few people dinner, and they have been rewarded with Rolex watches for that. So nice. I I haven't given Rolex watches. But when I get get a comp meal, I do – and it happens rarely. It happens incredibly rarely. You just leave a huge tip. 
that's that's the tip that I would give those who eventually. Oh, when you right when you don't pay, leave the t- leave a uh, make uh, up for you, it at least take have, a little, you know, take have, a little of the savings, but give uh, f- f- what what's the largest tip you've ever left? Well, uh, some sometimes hundreds of dollars, not always. Right, and so is that always because you love the server, you love the oh, restaurant, no, no, no. It's just, or like it just kind of depends. Like I I got. I got comped heavily at per se in New York City, and I had to, I had to leave hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of tip. Right. Well, the meal would have been thousands anyway, so that well, would have been, been thousands. A, but I well, I got whatever. To tip. I, got to tip. I just asked Jose, "What is it going to cost for me to go to Blue Hill?" And you know, I'm thinking a few hundred, and he said, "Oh, no. seven hundred per person." Yeah. So, <laughs> so. Uh, that's good. You got to do that once in life. I've, I've done that, at, at almost at Soler de Conroca yeah. just for the experience. And, uh, and as Mende recently for 20 people was almost, you know, it wasn't that much, but it was enough. So I think, well, that I think was, Azermendi was, you know, six, seven hundred dollars a person. Well, I think, I think we were at 400 before wine or 380 before well, wine sure yeah i mean yeah that makes sense i mean because the euro is actually pretty strong the so 380 euros is 380 dollars basically right? now this yeah. was in april it was a little different but um but at any rate that was that was up there my eyes popped out of my head but i knew what i was getting into so but they come by with that cheese board the, the cheese board and then the cocktails at 50 dollars a cocktail that's fun and then speaking of Upcoming things, which maybe we weren't speaking about, but I will mention a couple of things that are upcoming. Uh, Gregory's opening, Gregory Gorday is opening a bar called Bar Sassoul, and it's going to open sooner rather than later. And it's about 2,700 square feet. It's downstairs from Khan. And I've walked through it a few times, and it's, it's, it's the, the, the most stunning looking bar that we have in Portland right now. Wow. We have some nice looking bars. Yeah, we do. But yeah, that'll open sooner rather than later. Nothing, an official date has not been released yet. So Bar Sassoul, which is downstairs from Khan, from my understanding, don't, this is not written in stone. It's, it's not going to just be reservation. It'll be walk-ins plus reservations to Bar Sassoul. And it's a big, it's a big bar. It's 2,700 square feet. Right. So it's probably a, a holding tank while you're waiting for your, yeah. uh, your table at Khan too. Right. And I think it'll be a destination bar, too. I hope. And um, Hit the Spot used to just be a food cart on Sandy Boulevard, but they moved into a space on 7th and Southeast Morrison in the old brunch box space. So they did a soft open this weekend, which I did not go to. And um, But yeah, they'll, they're going to be officially opened, I think, today or tomorrow. So Hit the Spot, if you like burgers, Hit the Spot Burger was... Uh, was voted by the Portland Monthly Burger Cabal, of which I was one of the members, as one of the finest burgers in Portland. So go to Hit the Spot, say hi to Jeremy and Jane, and have some fun. What happened to the chicken sandwich in Portland? Is it is has it lost a little of its luster? I don't know. I mean, there's the ones that have always been on the top of the list, like Basilisks, has right. it's still it's still there. Expatriate. Uh, created one for the during the pandemic that I think is right up there with Basilisk. I mean, it's not as it wasn't as um, you didn't see as much 
chicken sandwiches during the pandemic as you did pizza places. The number of pizza places that opened up in Portland during the pandemic is just too numerous to count. Like, how, I don't know even well, how many there are. And there already 20. were a lot of them. Have you been to Pizza Cat yet? Everyone tells me I need to go to Pizza Cat. I, I just haven't gone yet. People like it. I get it. Like, I, I mean, I talked to Justin Woodward this weekend about Pizza Cat. He said, Jerry, just you got to go. He said it's yeah. pretty good. No, it's good. They're talented. And, the, you know, they did a lot of great things. Uh, Scott Ketterman and his Scott, wife. Yes, they've done yeah, a lot of great things. Scott with Ketterman, the, for, formerly a paella. He did a crown paella. Right. Um, yeah, so their passion has to go somewhere. So speaking of pizza, it's, it's and it's right across. Just for those who don't know, it's right across the street from Ringside on Burnside. Like when you walk out of Ringside, that's what you're looking at. And speaking of pizza, Sarah Minnick, who owns Lovely Fifty Fifty. Oh yeah, she just got some major accolades. Did she right. not? She's going to appear on Chef Netflix's Chef's Table Pizza Season, which right. releases on September seventh, and. This is the first time any Portland chef has appeared on uh, Chef's Table, Netflix's chef, Chef's Table. And I don't think I've seen most of the seasons. I don't think any person from the Pacific Northwest has been on Chef's Table. It's usually reserved for world-famous chefs like Rogelio Martinez from Lima, Peru's, uh, St. Paul, right. Dominique Crenn, um, uh, Alain Pessard from La Pege, things, people like that. But I'm so happy for Sarah. So that's my claim to fame. I've been to about four places that have were featured on Chef's Table. That's as many as I can. El Sarri Roca. That's one. Cafe Sicilia. What? Oh yeah. Cafe Sicilia Noto, Italy, in Sicily. Oh, okay. Who else? Yeah, that was great. And then um Dario Cicchini. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been there. And yeah, El Salarde Con Roca. And we're, I know there's one or two others, so I can't think of it right now, but... That's okay. Uh, that's my claim to fame. Oh, I know, so I, I know, I, I know. I, 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 tickets. Albert Audrey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tickets for sure. Albert but Audrey. that was, uh, yes, that was a pretty special experience. I'm so sorry that's closed, but... Um, do, I just had a conversation with Jose about doing another trip to Barcelona with him yesterday. So okay. we're, we're ha- going to have fun, I think, if we do it, updating. So all the people who've gone with us in the past, which is probably about 30 people, 30, 40, we'll have something new for them. But anyway, I'm looking forward to that. And it's good to talk to Jose. He's doing well. He misses Portland terribly. Uh-huh. Uh, so he wishes he were here, but he's doing pretty well at Blue Hill. You've been to Blue Hill. I have been to Blue Hill Stone Barns. There are two Blue Hills. Yeah. There's Blue Hill Manhattan and Blue Hill Stone Barns. Right. Okay. Thank you. Well, he's he handles all the catering there, so he's going to have a slightly busy December. Oh well, yeah, I'm sure he's doing quite well. I hope Christina's doing well too. And yeah, um, she, they're working through it all, and uh, yeah, and Christina's been able to visit Bar- uh, Spain a little bit with the you know with her kids so they could see their grandparents. So Jose hasn't been there since he's moved there. So he will get out at some point. Speaking of New York, I know in, Hey, I, you, you rub, like, I didn't rub it in last year when the Bra- Braves won the world series. Oh, you, is it time to go to baseball now? Yes, it is. We're, we're into the minute 55. So it's time to go to baseball. Yeah. So I, and I said to you that if Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom are healthy, they're they're probably going to win the World Series, but 
We'll see. I mean, they're, they're a great You just team. never know, man. Baseball's a weird sport. Anything right? could happen. Yeah, yeah. Tony Gonsolin, who's probably the best pitcher in baseball for the Los Angeles Dodgers, just went in the IL. They're one of their best pitchers from the Dodgers, Walker Buehler, is out for the season with Tommy John, I think. And so it, you just never know. And DeGrom and Scherzer, Scherzer's 100 years old, and DeGrom's not been healthy for a few years. But he's pitching well. And the other guys have picked up the slack, man. Bassett, Carrasco, Bassett. and Tawan Walker. Yeah, and uh, David Peterson pitched seven oh, yeah. no Peterson. hit no no hit innings yeah. or no run this is innings. Great. Left-handed. Yeah, love Peterson. So and uh, they've got the best closer in baseball, and they got a pretty good lineup. So yeah. this is the Mets we're talking about. And for those uninitiated, it's not a it's not a restaurant. It's a it's somewhere where you can feast on some good baseball. I've been a Mets fan for 60 years. We just had our old-timers day this weekend. And this was this would be the second best team they fielded in terms of their record um in those 60 years. So it's fun to watch for a change. It's you know what Gary what it's fun to watch is the idea that when they go behind it's not over. You don't turn the TV off. Know, you still yeah. got there's a good possibility they're going to come back and win. And that's it's a scrappy. It's a scrappy that's offense. What, that's it's, what makes it fun. The Los Angeles Dodgers uh, position players are much better than the Mets position players. That's just a fact. And but the the Mets are so scrappy. They're just you know they don't need to hit three run homers to try to win the game. They just you know get on base. You know hit for, uh, singles and doubles, move runners over. Scrappy bunch. They they look like a World Series winning team. Right. They look like the 86 Mets that, that would just fight and claw to the end. So I'm hoping, you know, I won't be here for a lot of the for the regular season, but I do come back for if the Mets win the division would be their, the I get back the night of their first game uh, in the NLCS. Right. Or DS. What they get a buy the first? Wait, well, wait, 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 a, wait, wait, wait. They, hey, they, they have <laughs> the division. They have I just said the if they win the, the division, they if they win the division, they get yeah. a buy, and so they've been you didn't in. Say if you said when they win the division. Or? No, I said let we there, let's go to the videotape. We can go back and listen to it. I said if okay. they. Oh, maybe I said when, but anyway. <laughs> You can one can wish this is the best, and we have, you know now the Mets have a better record than the Yankees, which was that was depressing throughout the whole season to be doing so well, but the Yankees are still looking down on us, so that's not that's not there. But uh, listen, I think it's really cool that we have the Mets have an owner now who just loves the Mets, and oh, for the God. first time in twenty six years. Uh. First time in 26 years, they actually had an old timers day. Now I have mixed feelings about that because a lot of those people were big parts of my past. However, watching some of those guys walk out there limping and with canes is is a little tough to watch. But it's good to see them anyway. So, but the Mets. No the one Mets. who's listening to this podcast gives a shit about what we're talking about. Right but the now. Mets are the Mets. They'll find a way to screw it up. We'll see. No, it's not the same old Mets. That's the whole idea. We'll this is not the Will. This is, these are not the Wilpon Mets. These we are the Cohen Mets. See. We shall see. They got to prove right, it on the field. Prove it to all you. All right. So listen. Let's right now. Uh, and you've got the Braves. You know they're your team. Let's right now have a little food wager. No, Who's you're gonna win. I I don't. I won't bet against the Mets. The Mets look really good. I'm not betting against Degrom. Sure. Oh come on. Let's just I go can't. to a restaurant and the loser pays. 
I'm gonna lose. I'm not gonna lose. I'm gonna so lose. what? So we'll go to a food cart. Oh god! <laughs> Just wait, something wait, on wait, the line. The, the bet's off if neither one wins the World Series. The the bet's nullified if neither one were right. Lose. So if the Dodgers win, the bet's, the bet's off. off. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, if the if the yeah, it's only fun if the Mets or the Braves win the World you're, Series, you're and right. one of us has to pay. Okay. So you pick the restaurant or okay. the. I don't want to go or to a food, food cart. cart. Ah, no, or it's got to be a restaurant. Take McDonald's. me to somewhere I haven't been. Gato, Gato, Cheesecake you know, would be factory. great. Yeah, Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what. What? I got it. Uh, well, I don't know exactly how to do that, but we'll figure it out. Okay. No one needs to hear. I was thinking if the Mets win, you have to go down to salem or somewhere with me that you would never go that's outside of portland so um that means you have to spend an hour in the car with me so um you know I what know. We'll I, think about it. i'm curious about epilogue <laughs> okay but we'll see let, let we'll, we'll we'll finalize before playoffs start we'll finalize the bet all right okay yeah um yeah, we'll finalize the bet. I, I wouldn't mind going to Epilogue. I'd, I'd rather go to... Either one is fine. Anything's fine. I like it there. Okay. Um, all right, Gary. What, so when are you... T- by the way, uh, what do you got for travels coming up? I'm tired, man. I'll probably go to Phoenix to eat Chris Bianca's pizza, but that's it. That's it. Have you yeah. ever been curious enough to go to New Haven and have pizza? Uh, I looked into it. It's just harder to get there. Well, you got to New York, and you get on a train for 90 minutes. Uh, that's okay. I thought All right. It. Yeah, well, maybe you'll go beyond thinking. It's pretty cool. Okay. Um, that's the loss of the bet. You have to go to New Haven with me, and I'll buy the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you get the plane tickets. I'll buy the pizza. All Thank right. You. Thank you very much, Gary. Uh, it's, what's it like in Portland today? Is it a nice hot. day? It's going to be it's 98, hot. close to 100. Oh, man. All right. Well, enjoy that and uh, stay cool. Thanks. Stay cool, my friend. And thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Okay. By the way, for anybody who doesn't know, it's Gary the Foodie on Instagram. And do you still do Twitter? Do you even bother with that? No. No Twitter. Okay. Sorry. All right. And this is the the Instagram that was supposed to be shut down eight months ago. So it's... Well, disabled. I will always just... I can always disable (laughs) it at any time, which will probably be disabled in October, maybe. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Maybe not. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it's kind of like saying I'll try. Yeah. Well, same thing. Yeah. You you don't have to actually do it. You can say... Put it out there. All right, Gary. Thanks so much. I will... um, We'll look forward to trying some of your recommendations. And anybody who's listening to this podcast who goes to some of Gary's recommendations and tells the um, tells Order. anybody at the hostess stand at Con that Gary said um, that you Walk. could get in, let us know how that works. Uh, he's kidding, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Okay. T- talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. Right